This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer and it is Monday morning I don't know if the vibes are great today But at the very least, I have a guest with me that I feel confident can can help me get through <laughs> Please welcome back to the podcast, Samantha Bush. Hi. How are Hello. you? I'm I'm all right. I don't know. We were commiserating I'm, before we got on the microphone yeah. about how uh it's a, it's a little bit of a slow morning. We were both watching the Grammys last night, which felt long. <laughs> it felt so long. I I I think Trevor Noah did a great job. I was really impressed. Um, he did the best that he could with what he was given. But I also think like something was going on with the um the tech because everyone sounded crazy. <laughs> like the, yeah, even Mary J. Blige sounded off. Like there were a few performances that were like really stellar. Like Casey Musgraves sounded oh, flawless. Beautiful. Lizzo sh- shut it down. Uh, you know, there were uh, Brandy Carlisle, I feel like could do that performance in her sleep, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's great. But like overall, it was just a little bit like. I mean, Harry. Something's felt, some felt low energy. Something's felt like they just sounded wonky. Yeah. I, like for Harry to win know. album of the year and have that performance, it was not good. Like he sounded a little bit devastating, terrible. But I also think this man is exhausted. Like I, he's I been agree. touring nonstop. Like I think he needs to chill out. When I I don't pay attention to Harry Styles' touring schedule, but when I saw last week or whenever that he was doing more shows in LA, I'm like, wasn't he just there for a month or yeah. something? Yeah, like he's he's working too hard. Isn't the tour over? Like, it will when never Candace be. does her Deep Space tour, she's only at five city wineries on the East Coast. So, <laughs> I mean, the man is just like he needs to take a break. He needs to take a breather because now I'm hearing he might be doing a Vegas residency. Like, I don't oh. know. And um, I mean, obviously, I'm in black today because I'm mourning um, Beyonce's loss. Yeah, it's it upsetting tough. that the fact that we can be like rah rah Beyonce has the most Grammys of anyone in history, but at the same time feel like she's so disrespected. It says a lot. It's it's disgusting. It's tough. It's disgusting. I I truly gasped like when they said Harry, and then a part of me like feels bad for him because like the hive is going to eat him the fuck up, like. Th- yeah. Because, but I also think like he should have shouted her out just like everybody does when they win over Beyonce and they're like, girl, this should have been yours. Right. I was glad that 
sweet Adele didn't have to do another one of her like guilt speeches this year. Yeah. That was because <laughs> so, that's yeah. that's tough. I would like I almost would rather it be Harry Styles like a little bit oblivious to the narrative mm-hmm. than like Adele or somebody else who would have been like Beyonce, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Because it's not their fault. I mean, they all get they all not. get nominated. Other people vote. Like it, clearly, when when be when Adele won the Lemonade year, she was like, "I don't like that I'm up here right now." No, she literally wore a lemon pin. Like she wanted Beyonce to win. Like everybody is like, "What does this fucking woman have to do to get album of the goddamn year?" Like it just doesn't make any sense. It makes no yeah. sense. And honestly, she needs to stop going. I agree. I, I think she should up. stop going. Do you want to know something else that makes no sense in my brain that happened this weekend? Yeah. Melania Judice turned 17 years old. Dylan, the way that I feel sick over that, I watched this girl tumble around at Marble Palace, you know, at, a, at age four. Like, I saw her sing, I can't wait to grow up. And now she's growing up and i'm not ready for that i'm not ready give me pizza you old troll give me what you called her dad fat like i i love her i'm terrified of her not in the same way i'm scared of avery singer but Mm. i do fear melania because i think melania have you seen her videos and tiktoks with nicholas her stepbrother who has autism yes yes she has like a heart of gold like she's a very sweet girl and i will never forget what is his name, Nicholas? I think his name is Nicholas. Because then I was recently watching all of New Jersey over the holidays. And there was a really beautiful moment with Jacqueline Larita's son in Melania. Like, she loves, like, helping kids with special needs. It was, like, really beautiful to watch. Yeah, I, Melania is one of those people where I feel like she could beat me up. But at the same time, I think she yeah. is nice. So Yeah, like, I, I really do think she's a heart of gold. And, you know, Gabriella's going off to college. U of M. Gia's, go blue. Gia's getting hired by the that, that TikTok law firm that does immigration law. I? No, no, no. That announcement video was like, it was giving Jersey Licious. Like, it was really funny. And I don't think it intended to be funny. But it's also like, the ladies fact and that gentlemen, Gabrielle... Please welcome to the stage my latest yeah. new hire. You will never believe Gia Judas. <laughs> like what's happening? Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, I can't wait though for Gabriella to be twenty minutes for me. Oh my god! Yeah, you should like, like the, slide into her DMs and be, be like, "Hey, do you know any good like tailgate parties?" No, I'll be like, "Girl, you gotta go here. You gotta go here." Like the fact that Teresa Judice. Is gonna be like near me at some point is really exciting because the Midwest, you know, we don't really get a lot of housewife action like right. you guys in New York do. Right, like Teresa's gonna be up in Ann Arbor. You know, she's gonna visit I like, know. twice a semester. <laughs> I know. I cannot wait. Gabrielle, uh, go to the frat party. Oh my god! I she's gonna be doing a keg stand like Vicky Gunvalson. Like I just feel it. Absolutely. The keg stands are in her future and hopefully you'll be right there holding her legs up. Oh my God. I would be honored. I I could be like, I'm a fifth year college student, you know? Right. You can can enroll in like, they probably have like some online classes or something. You could technically be a student. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think we figured this out. See if see if Betches will pay for pay for your tuition. <laughs> like, like hi, guys, I really want to go back to school. <laughs> can I get these costs covered so I can go and like potentially stalk the daughter of Teresa Trudeau? <laughs> Uh, no, no stalking is bad. Don't do it, guys. It's not. Don't do it. It's not. But honestly, like seeing her daughters and how well adjusted they seem to be, like going to Rutgers and like getting into U of M is a hard. It's a hard school to get into, and so I'm like, mm. good for these girls. Like they really overcame a lot. Oh, totally. I mean, I think Teresa, like for all of her quirks and you know things that you can come for her for it does seem like her kids have really turned out well in the sense that Mm -hmm. like they could have been so delusional so you know just not prepared for the real world Mm -hmm. and it seems like they're doing okay well speaking of children um of real housewives i was on ariana bierman's tiktok last night and she was doing a (laughs) She was doing a like get ready with me, like fun facts about me type of video. She told this story. So you know how Bella Hadid gets like a lot of or Yolanda gets a lot of shit for getting Bella's like nose done when she was like 14. Yeah. Fun fact, Kim Zolciak Bierman took Ariana to what she thought was a just a dermatologist. Like she th- Ariana thought she was she was 14, thought she was just getting a massage or like a facial. Ended up getting her Kim had her freckles lasered off. Without telling her that this is what she was doing. And she was like, her f- my mom said I hated them, but I've never hated them. So I don't know where she got that. She goes, so half of my face has freckles and half of my face doesn't. I was like, I didn't even insane. know that was a thing you could do. It getting is. freckles yeah. lasered off. I know. Also, freckles. I feel like freckles are so much more like in now than they used to yeah. be which is crazy because it's just like something natural on your face but uh, yeah. people like freck- people people are putting on fake freckles i know so i thought that was wild i was like wow kim really did a number on those girls that's not shocking to me i also did no. see a tiktok um this i'll say this is very alleged because i literally just saw one tiktok but apparently <laughs> they're house that was like rumored to be foreclosed but then kim like shut down the haters um Mm. apparently there's like some online forum now where there's a new auction date listed for next month for this house for like Mm -hmm. a foreclosure auction so it'll be very interesting to see in the next month or so whether kim zolciak uh quote unquote decides she wants to move out of her house all of a sudden I mean, I've worried about that family's finances for a long time. I'm just shocked that they haven't sold a show to, like, Oxygen or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'm shocked. Yeah, it's been a couple years since they were last on Bravo. So it does Mm -hmm. seem like somebody would give them a a show. I don't think they Mm -hmm. wouldn't be making, you know, tons of money off of it. It wouldn't be on some network that we all are watching talking about all the time but like mm-hmm. they could get somebody to pay for a camera crew to show up at their house for sure if the chris leaves had a show kim kim and co could get a show i agree you know whatever not that i would watch yeah. it not that i care but i probably would watch it i know you I would <laughs> no I shame. Kim. <laughs> okay did you see that peacock put out a statement about what happened in morocco i did okay. i did it's very and i'm, glad I'm just peacock- gonna read it Made a statement. Yeah. 
I'm going to read it because it's very, it's very straightforward and short. It just says, the safety and security of cast and crew while shooting is extremely important, and we take all reports seriously. In this situation, a production immediately launched a con immediately launched a comprehensive review and is taking appropriate action. So this is obviously in response to the story that came out about Brandy making unwanted advances toward Caroline Manzo in Morocco. We know that Brandy was sent home from the trip. Caroline decided to leave of her own accord. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is clearly a very like HR tricky situation. So I'm mm-hmm. not surprised that we're just getting this kind of, um, you know, blanket level general mm-hmm. statement but you know it's good they're taking it seriously it's good that i'm glad peacock said something because i feel like a lot of it was like oh caroline leaked this or caroline's doing this to get at brandy or something but it's like for peacock to make a statement and kind of just affirm that it was a serious situation um i feel vindication for caroline oh yeah totally i think yeah, I think like I'm curious still to see how it plays out on the sh- version of the show that we mm-hmm. get to see cuz yeah. I don't know they might honestly decide that they can't really even show any of that of what happened and that I think would be hard as a viewer to not kind of have more context but also again it is an HR thing, a legal thing and you know, they got to do what they got to do. Yeah, and I mean I went off on everyone in my podcast last week when I was just screaming into the void in like a basement, like just recording like out of just pure rage because people that don't like Caroline, like I'm not saying you have to love every housewife, you whatever, but to have this accusation that, you know, she wrote this letter in defense of Dina's evil ex-husband. It's like, have any, has anyone seen the letter? Has anyone read mm. the letter or is it just this is what people are saying she did? Because also I would like to remind everyone Dolores also wrote a letter. So, yeah, like it's just and also to just I don't know. I don't know. I just don't like it. People were being very icky online when this whole thing came about. Yeah. Yeah. And I of course, it, I think the initial kind of version of the rumor coming out of Morocco was more that it was like a physical altercation like a slap or a hit or something and that it was Mm -hmm. like in response to brandy bringing up dina but clearly this version of the situation is more of like a sexual harassment Mm -hmm. vibe (laughs) and so it's like okay that's not just like they got mad at each other and then something happened it's like no this was clearly an instance of brandy specifically taking something too far in a really shocker icky way yeah (laughs) I know you're like you're watching this all unfold like oh yeah I told you so (laughs) yeah it's like listen I think Brandy's great TV I also think Brandy takes things way too far like she just can't stop herself and I it's frustrating to watch because it's like you haven't grown at all yeah like I'll never forget where I was when I watched the watch what happens live episode with her and Jeff Lewis where she threw wine on him and he was like what the fuck was that like it was so weird I'm curious what's going to happen with the Traders reunion because I, yeah. when they announced that last week, they definitely hadn't filmed it yet. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, Brandy, I to be fair, Brandy was like the second or third person sent home. So it's not like, like storyline wise, I think they mm-hmm. could 
get get away with not having her there, but just in terms of like Andy, the fame, and like the fame level of people who are on the show, she clearly is one of the more visible Thanks. names. So yeah, not inviting her to that reunion would seem like a pretty big decision. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. TBD. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Okay, let's talk about Potomac. There's a lot going on. Last night obviously was the season finale. Uh, We have now a week off before the reunion starts because uh, Super Bowl, I'm assuming. Um, Robin was on Watch What Happens Live last night where Andy really kind of laid into her about the wand stuff. And then mm-hmm. Robin also is recorded a one-on-one conversation with Andy that is going to be worked into the reunion. So the the situation with Potomac, I feel like, is has been developing pretty rapidly these last mm-hmm. couple weeks, like since they filmed the reunion. But before we get into any of those shenanigans... I do want to talk about the finale because yeah. I, you know, another another great season for the ladies, I think. A great season. Just a great season. It was fun. It was dramatic. I love this cast. I, you know, I have, I Mia's really grown on me in a way that I've never expected. Um, I hope nobody goes. I hope we just get more 
kind of peripheral friends of in the mix to kind of spice things up with the girls. Um, But yeah, great season. What's your feeling on when you talk about friends of, obviously this season Mm -hmm. we had Jacqueline and Sharice. What do you think about Sharice's continued presence within the group? Do you want her to be back again? Yeah. I love Sharice. I don't ever want Sharice to hold a champagne flute ever again. I love that Sharice is in the mix. I love that she kind of drops these bombs and this might be a hot take. But I believe everything that Sharice says about Karen. Like, I just don't think that she is like pulling the shit out of thin air. I think this stuff probably happened because none of the women defended Karen. They all kind of were laughing because they I think they've all kind of heard the same thing. Um, now, is it nice and kind of her to do this? No, but I mean, she's making a great show, in my opinion. And I like when I get Karen activated or when I see her get activated. I enjoy it. I agree. I think this season was kind of just the right amount of Sharice, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really care much about what's going on in her personal life. I don't no. need to see her as an individual character. But mm-hmm. I do think she plays a really interesting role in the group. And she feels a little bit less tied into the construct of the show in a way where it's like, I feel like specifically with the idea of like Karen versus Giselle and Robin, they always are going to like get to a certain point of conflict and then sort of bring it back. And they've Mm -hmm. never kind of really let themselves get to a place where it's, you know, too far. Whereas Mm -hmm. Sharice doesn't give a shit about uh, like pissing off Karen. She doesn't, she doesn't need to be friends with Karen ever again. At -hmm. this point, she's not trying to pursue that. So when she comes in, it feels a lot more sort of unpredictable because Mm -hmm she doesn't have this kind of show focused agenda of staying on vaguely good terms with everybody. And the thing I find interesting is the other women like Sharice. Like if Mm -hmm. she's asked, if they ask anyone on the cast about her, they're like, we love her. Like she's a good time. She's funny. She is. I just think like she's like you said, I don't want more of her. Like I don't need to know what's going on in the Jordan home. Um, but I do like what she brings. I find it fun and funny and ridiculous. <laughs> so that's a good point. And I noticed like Sharice obviously was right there in the finale. Jacqueline nowhere to be found. Mm. I know she was at the reunion, but I do. It feels like because Sharice is actually friends with everyone in the group except Karen, it's mm-hmm. very easy for her to kind of just stick around. Whereas Jacqueline still is very much just Mia's friend. Yeah, and, but well, not friend. even. I do. Yeah, I was like, yeah. friend is a very fresh. Uh, the thing with Sharice too is, I think people forget that she's kind of what started this show. She was kind of the nucleus. She was. She's genuinely friends with Robin Giselle. She was good friends with Karen. Like she knows these girls and has for a long time. So I like that she has this history with multiple women. Um, but as for Jacqueline, I mean. Again, I think I'm I might be on the wrong side of history with this and I could be totally wrong. But me like I got what Mia was saying when she was upset with Jacqueline. Like I get why Mia is like sick of her Mm. and lashed out. Hot take. But I think I, I 
I get it. I don't know if I get it in the sense that I like agree with Mia, but I understand why if you're bringing your real life BFF onto this show and it's the first season that she's been on there and all of a sudden you're having these major issues, Mm -hmm. it's probably hard not to feel like you're basically being used for camera Mm -hmm. time and for an opportunity. And I didn't, I didn't like hate Jacqueline this season at all. I thought she was interesting, but I, I understand from like a friendship standpoint that you're like, is this bitch crazy? I just brought her on this show and now she's going to turn around and ruin whatever friendship we have. Like what, that's not what I was signing you up for. I just think with the Mia and Jacqueline, I, what I loved about it is that it was, different like it was a different dynamic it was a different fight between women we weren't expecting to see a fight from like it wasn't our typical like Giselle versus Candace or Ashley versus you know whoever it was like I found it interesting and like really layered and complicated because they do have such a long history together and they clearly are trauma bonded and they have so much resentment towards each other like they've been friends for so long and they know so much about one another And there's a lot of, like, weird feelings. Like, almost like a lover's Mm. quarrel is what it felt like sometimes. Like, they... And even the way Jacqueline was talking about Mia sometimes was putting her down. So it was, like... Mm -hmm. It was, like, very... This relationship is very complicated. I was very fascinated by it. Very. Yeah. I, I also was interested in what was happening with Mia and Karen in this finale because... Oh, Karen, you know, they've they've been pretty close the whole time they've been on the show. I think Karen kind of sees herself as Mia's big sister, mentor, mother figure, whatever you want to call it. And so they are FaceTiming after this strip club outing for Robin that Karen was not in attendance at. And, you know, Mia's downloading Karen about Sharice bringing up these rumors and saying that she slept with, you know, whoever in the bathroom of the club or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And Karen basically flat out asks Mia if she stood up for her. And Mia was like, "Eh, no, I don't like, no, not really. No, like, I I didn't want to. And it's, it is interesting what you were saying earlier about how these other women aren't really denying what Sharice is saying or, you know, telling her to stop spreading lies or anything. And in this moment, it feels very much like Mia's kind of like, I mean, I'll, I'll let you know what everybody's saying because you're my friend, but also this is not the hill I'm going to die on where I'm going to take up for you and, you know, say that Sharice is a fucking liar because maybe she's not. <laughs> Right. That's just the vibe I was getting, like the way that the women were reacting and the way they were talking about it in their confessionals. I'm like, these rumors about Karen have been swirling and where there's smoke, there's fire usually. Um, But something that honestly makes me really sad was seeing Ray because he's like an he's an elder. He's like straight up an elder and not in the same way that G is an elder. Like this man is old. And I just feel bad that he's being like that all of this is happening. He looked a little lost and confused at the party. Like it just makes me kind of sad for him. I don't know. Like that is this made me sad. Yeah. It's tough because it's like, I wouldn't want this stuff not to come up on camera, but it is a little sad when Karen's like, 
about to be about to discuss with Mia whether or not she called her a prostitute. And so she's like, Ray, baby, just like go over there for a minute. <laughs> I know. And he's like, OK, like he just like hobbles over there. Like and then seeing him in the preview for um, the reunion, it's really makes me sad to see how much he has, seems to have aged. Like his energies just seems low. I don't know. I It just makes me so sad. Yeah, maybe maybe Ray Huger doesn't he need doesn't to come need to the to be reunion out anymore. The reunion. Like, let him rest. Let him look I out do the window. Feel sometimes with husbands at the reunion, I feel like there are certain franchises that kind of do it by default. And it's like, I only really need the husbands to be at the reunion when there's a specific reason. I don't uh, like need... where's Juan Dixon? <laughs> right. But like I even with the Salt Lake reunion, it's like, did I really need Seth and Justin? Is that his name? No. Justin? Yeah. I did not need <laughs> Seth and his mullet making it. And John grand and John. Like, it's like, okay. Like, will John and Seth ever be friends again? It's like, I don't know. I don't care. No. I don't care. <laughs> the thing is, is like, bring out the men when you need to. Like, for me, the men in Atlanta have such a history and a story and like we're really invested the men of new jersey make an appearance but like i don't i don't need seth i don't need john who's god bless him he's just along for the ride the lisa barlow ride like i I, we don't need to bring him out every time like give me chris bassett give me demon darby and give me juan and juan the fact that he does not come to any reunion makes me so angry yeah the uh, honestly give me gordon I like Gordon. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I like. I Gordon, mean, I don't but like, like him, but like, I, I, he's part of the story. So bring him. Right. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. 
So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's get into the whole Robin and Juan thing because there's a lot okay. of different layers to unpack. It, I yeah. do think it seems like Juan has been less interested than ever in really participating in the show this season, which whatever, that's his choice. I don't. He doesn't have to love it as much as anybody else does, but the problem is it does feel this season like there's been this kind of fundamental lack of transparency with what's really going on. And mm-hmm. it was it was kind of maddening to watch Robin on Watch What Happens Live. Sort of, it seemed like she was really bending over backwards not to, not to acknowledge why people would be annoyed or are upset mm-hmm. or cop to anything that she could have done better or handled differently because... You know, Andy is asking all these questions that really are like straight out of the mouth of the viewers. You know, he was asking mm-hmm. things that I think when when Robin came out with that podcast thing last week, it, saying that there was this other woman that he had the communication with. Mm-hmm. All of us had a lot of questions about why this wasn't brought up on the season. Why, you know, were we finding about out about this behind a paywall on her Patreon? Mm-hmm. And Andy really was talking about all these things. And they were such common sense questions that for Robin to basically just be like, no, what's wrong? I didn't do anything. Why would I do that? That's not what I said. You know, like just very kind of dismissive answers. Mm -hmm. It, It seems like it would benefit her to really just take a step back and be like, yeah, you know what? I get why people feel like I should have talked about that on the season at the time. I didn't want to, but I understand why it feel, why it looks bad, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like Robin. I think Robin is she's just a normal girly, and so for her to do all this, it just I'm just disappointed. Like I'm just honestly, I'm really disappointed in her. Um, I was shook by this. Like I like when I heard the podcast of them being like, oh well, actually, you know, Juan did have this marital extramarital affair whatever the case may be I was like what the fuck because here's the thing if the season wasn't solely based around all these allegations about Chris Bassett cheating or like last year like Eddie followed Instagram hoes or like whatever the fuck I I don't think people would care as much but it's the fact that like there was all these accusations baseless honestly and while Robin actually was going through something like that, I just think Robin, to me, looks like a clown for Juan Dixon. I, I've i said this for years. I don't think that's like a soulmate. You know, I think mm. Robin is sleepy and tired and doesn't have the energy to find another partner. So she's like, OK, like he's the father of my kids. Like, I guess I'll. I guess we'll I guess we'll do this. Yeah, it's like the difference between being really comfortable with somebody and being mm. like really passionate about them. That because it's like this is, I think it's giving Chloe they're... Kardashian. Mm. It is. Like yeah. he's constantly clowning on her. It's and she just keeps like making up excuses and just like like you said earlier today, like the mental gymnastics that she's doing to try to make sense of this. It's like, Robin, it doesn't make sense. Well, That's and she said, 
so one of the things that Andy brought up that was uh, like a viewer question was about how isn't it hypocritical that Giselle and Robin can go on the show and demand transparency from their castmates about this stuff that's going on in their lives, but we never really see that level of transparency from Robin and Giselle. And Robin's response to this, rather than going into anything about her own shit, which is, you know, what you're there to talk about, Mm -hmm. is just, just says that she doesn't demand transparency from her castmates. And that, you know, if somebody asks a question to her, she would have answered it, but that she's not demanding that from anyone else. And it's like, okay, first of all, we could roll back seven years of footage of you trying to get people to be transparent about stuff. (laughs) Yeah, That's, you know, not even worth debunking. Yeah. But, But for her to say, if somebody came to me with a question, I would answer it. And then you roll back three or four episodes when they were in Mexico. And granted, I know that the the thing that she said on the podcast is not the same story as Robin, right, as Karen saying women. she they're was in Georgetown. Right. But, mm-hmm. but that there was a question of Juan's infidelity raised right there in the season. And the way that Robin responded to that was so you know, she was like so upset about it, so angry about it, calling Juan, having him like yelling on the phone about how he's going to, you know, blow up Karen or whatever. And granted, you know, we don't know if that Georgetown thing had any truth to Mm -hmm. it, but for her to respond that strongly when there was another situation she knew about and she clearly wasn't going to be like, well, that's not true, but there was this other thing. It's like, it makes you look it makes your credibility look even lower when it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, if somebody asked me, I would I would be happy to tell them. And it's like, girl, no, you wouldn't. But also, that's not the show. Like, yeah. it's not the show of like, let's just go around and ask each other questions to see like what's sticking and what's not. It's like we're watching as viewers to watch your real life. And this is not something you've ever brought <clears throat> up. And also to know that he was doing this shady nonsense during like her deep depression during COVID and we had to watch him be a fucking asshole to her. It makes me so angry. And I mean, just think of like all of the situations that we've seen on this show. Like I'm sure, you know, certain women wouldn't want to bring up certain things, but they're like, this is my life. Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. Shannon Bedore wanted to go on the show and be like, oh yeah, my husband cheated on me. And like, this is what we're dealing with. No, but she's yeah. on a reality show about her life. And for Andy, I love I love when Andy kind of wakes up because sometimes I feel like he kind of goes through the motion sometimes. But he was really activated because he was like, you're on a reality show about your life. And then you put it behind a paywall to hear about your life. Like that, that's fucked up. And Ebony yeah, was so it- funny during the episode. Like she was like <laughs> sipping on her drink. Like, because it just doesn't make sense. Like Robin believes that Juan just went to the hotel and gave this girl his card and was just like, I feel bad for her. Get the fuck out of here. No. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean. That story is insane. It's a tough story. It's, but then also her kind of explanation that it's like, well, I didn't bring it up on the season because we had already, it was over. We had dealt with it. And Andy's like, right. But if you're kind of, you know, updating us on, 
what's been going on with you. Like it was clearly a very deliberate decision not to bring it up on the show. Mm -hmm. And that uh, I think we, we've been seeing lately a a few different through lines of kind of what people choose to bring on the show. What's fair game. What's the expectation of doing a show like this? Um, I know when I talked to, Dr. Nicole, a few weeks ago, we were talking about that with Larsa, that it's like this, you know, it feels like a little bit of a double standard that Larsa doesn't have any of her real life stuff playing out on the show, really. But then she Mm -hmm. expects everybody else to be, you know, bringing 100% of it to the table. And I think that the Potomac women would have a a solid argument for the same thing about Robin after this season, that it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't have to share absolutely everything, but if your only storyline is rooting around for and rumors about into us, other people. right? Then you're kind of not pulling your weight within the cast. And granted, I think we are in the same boat that I don't want Robin to be fired for this. No. Like I don't, I don't think the answer to this frustrating situation is to just kick Robin off the show and pretend it didn't happen. I think the answer is get all these women sitting down around a table and let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want them to pull a Marisol and sit around and be like, who do we trust the least in this group? Like that's the kind of energy I want for season eight. People need to chill out with the, I want this person to be fired. I want this person to be fired. Like what? I don't want Robin going anywhere. I want her. I want her to have to like confront these women with the truth. And I want, you know, especially with this whole like cop and state scandal that's going on. I'm interested to see how that's playing out. Like, I want to know what's going on with Robin. Yeah, I think I would almost be I think it would be interesting to see them have a little bit of a fourth wall breakdown almost where it's like Robin. I think it would be interesting to see these women sort of call Robin out for specifically not bringing it up on the show. I don't know if they Mm -hmm. would sort of give that to us in a production sense, but I do think there is always kind of the show within a show. And Mm -hmm. this is a, this is a scenario where the other women in the cast are going to have a lot of feelings about what was and wasn't included in the show on Robin's part. So I think including that in the conversation that we get to see would actually make it more kind of rewarding. Yeah. And I think, I mean, kind of what I said in when we first started talking about it is I'm just disappointed in Robin. Like I expect this kind of shenanigans from like Giselle, but for some reason with Robin, I, I never thought that she would be kind of like withholding and like mm-hmm. secret about everything. Cause I feel like for the most part, she's been pretty, forthcoming but honestly who knows at this point i don't know yeah i'm i'm just a little after watching her on watch what happens (laughs) after watching her on watch what happens live i'm a little i'm disappointed that she's that this isn't going to be talked about at the reunion with the full cast i'm glad that that she mm -hmm. i'm glad that she talked to andy it's better than nothing but i think having the other women there to sort of respond and air their grievances with her over this would have been really compelling and would have been probably we would have gotten more kind of closure around it whereas I think Mm -hmm. based on how she was with Andy last night I don't think she's going to say all the things we want her to say in this 
little sit down and yeah. I would rather hear Karen's thoughts, Candace's thoughts, Wendy's thoughts. I would rather hear kind of what the rest of the cast has to say about it. To have been a fly on the wall in the Dillard Bassett home with that news broke, <laughs> like I would die. Like I, I wish I had, I wish there was a camera on them because they were, I mean, Candace's tweets were like, she was pissed mm-hmm. because again, like, and I've seen quotes, I forget who she spoke with, but she was saying like, basically like, I really like Robin as a person. I like how she's different and like beat, goes to the beat of her own drum. But then to see this, especially after the whole reunion taping, like it just was again, disappointing. Mm-hmm. I, I did like in the finale at this at Candace's music video release party. Oh my god, what a um, great music video by the way. Yeah, it looks great. The budget is high. The um, budget is high. Karen's Karen's sort of response to being met with all of these allegations and accusations about herself. I feel like Robin needs some of this energy. When she mm-hmm. when <laughs> when Giselle tells Karen that Mia called her a prostitute and Karen's response is quote I am a mother. I am a member of the community. I am the ambassador for Surrey. <laughs> She's like, I don't have time to deal with this. I have all this shit going on. She kept saying, I she kept saying, I hear this, but I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm like the things that come out of Karen's mouth, she's the funniest person. She really is. Like, cause she's so fucking serious. Like she's dead ass serious. She's like, I'm the ambassador of Surrey County. Like, I cannot be met with this right now and Mia Mia's like reaction to Karen was making me laugh I don't know these women just really get me they're they're my favorite yeah I think after like all of the Robin stuff that was swirling around this Mm -hmm. kind of finale party where the rest of the women were kind of doing their thing just made me made me happy it made me happy like to watch you know Ashley go up to Chris and Candace is like incoming incoming like like Chris, watch <laughs> Ashley's coming. Ashley, Ashley, with Ashley not even a an goddamn a- fool, with not even an attempt at an apology. No. Truly, she, uh, she thought all she had to talk about was how she didn't like Chris's tweets about her, and it's like Ashley, sweetie, we we need to get if we're gonna address this, we gotta mm-hmm. go, you know, back to the root of the tree, and the root of the tree is not Chris tweeting about you. The root of the tree is you being messy. <laughs> I know. And that's what she always does. She's always like, but you tweeted while I was in labor. And Candace is like, I didn't know you were in fucking labor. Like, you're blocked. Like, I don't follow your life. Like, she's always talking about these tweets. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on Ashley paying, I believe, $13,000 a month. Ooh. Yes. That's and what she said the mortgage was. And also not getting alimony. Look, I don't know a lot about Ashley's finances. I... Um, definitely don't think it seems like she got a dream arrangement in this divorce that's happening. Um, the house thing is tough because like, I've certainly never bought a house. I don't know how any of that works. And so when it makes me nervous to hear her say, I think we both agree that it's my house. We just both own it. Like, that makes me nervous because I'm like, okay, this should not be a handshake agreement. Like, no. No. <laughs> whether, or not your, is... whether or not your husband could, like, kick you out of your house should not be, oh, yeah, like, I think we're on the same page. That's what pisses, that's, like, what frustrates me about Ashley 
is she acts like she is broke. She acts like she doesn't make good money from this show. She acts like she doesn't have sponsored ads on her Instagram and is making good money. Like, I don't <clears throat> understand why you need Michael Darby to pay for anything regarding your home because he's in control. He's doing all of this stuff behind the scenes. Like, you really, like, for the lawyer to be like, no, do not buy a house with your soon-to-be ex-husband. Like, what is what are you thinking? Now, I obviously do think you should pay child support, et cetera, et cetera. But I, for her to have trusted this man, this this successful businessman, to handle all of these contracts to, you know, quote unquote, ensure her future if they were to get divorced, girl, you're not getting anything because he was smart enough to figure that out and like put it in a contract somewhere that you're not going to get any like nothing. Larsa Pippen yeah. needs to handle this because she handled her divorce perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's frustrating it's upsetting. for sure. It's upsetting that she's like putting so much faith in this Michael Demon Darby. And I'm like, why are you acting like you're not this like independent person? I, I just I find it so frustrating to watch. Yeah. Like you could live in a you could live in a house that's not thirteen thousand dollars a month and have it no. for yourself. You can buy a nice, decent home. Like, you got to figure this shit out. Stop depending on this this man. And I think that that's what <sighs> the women were trying to get her to see is like, why are you having him do all these contracts? Why are you having him, you know, work things out with lawyers? Like, why aren't you taking control and, you know, the reins in your own life? It's frustrating. Totally. Uh, well... Best of luck to Ashley. Yeah. yeah best, best of, of luck, luck to Robin. Best oh of luck God. to Ray Huger. I want Ray to live. Mm. I want Ray to live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what a great season. Sam, thanks for being here to kick off the week and to break it all down. Yeah. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you. So you can obviously find me at Bravo Historian on Instagram, but you can also follow me for all of my other reality TV thoughts, including anything like Bachelor, Jersey Shore, The Hills, you know, Sister Wives, whatever the case may be, um, over at The Bachelor um, on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much as always. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.